0: Man, I'm pumped for tonight. It's going to be super fun. Before I go any further, I just want to honor a couple people. Pastor Ben and Emma, Um, thank you for those really encouraging and awesome words, Emma. It's been... The funnest year plus serving under you, being on your team, it's been the wildest ride of my life, honestly. Just the things and the transitions that have happened from when I came on staff till now has been unreal, and I've grown so much from just watching you both individually and then you together as a couple has been so much fun. So thank you um, from the bottom of my heart for trusting me and offering this platform um, for me to speak from my heart what God has laid on it. So thank you so much. Do we love Pastor Beth and Emma? Can we give it up for them? Thank you. And then our lead pastors, if you if you are new to River Valley, we are one church, multiple locations, and so we're the Minneapolis location, but our lead pastors are Pastor Rob and Becca Ketterling, and I just want to honor them and thank them for believing in young communicators and young women communicators like me um, to communicate and just... To give us again opportunities to grow in that and to have fun while doing it, right? I'm, I'm pumped. And in a perfect world, I would be on your level and we'd all be sitting in a circle in a home somewhere. And I, I would, I, that's what I want you to feel when I, when we're talking. I'm going to be telling stories and sharing with you things that I really believe that God has laid on my heart. And so if you like anything that I'm saying, feel free to communicate, tell me this conversation. Um, you can talk to me. So, Don't be shy about that at all. Um, But for the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about joy leading up to Christmas. And has has anyone loved the series of joy for Christmas? Yeah, it's been awesome. And... I just want to talk to people in the room that the holidays may not be super fun because I know that the holidays can bring some hardship for people. And if that's you in here, you are a part of this family. You are home here. This is home for you. And I hope you feel loved and this is a safe place for you. You can be exactly who God has created you to be right here, right now. And I hope that you leave here tonight feeling lifted and higher and that 2020 is going to be the best year of your life. But Like I've said, we've been talking about joy leading up to Christmas and I get to continue on talking about that and what that looks like, not just um, a holiday, you know, we're talking about joy so much for Christmas and it's a really exciting time, but really as Christians, we want to carry this joy with us always, all the time. So going into 2020 with the most joy that we can and, um, I I was praying and thinking about what I wanted to speak about, and I was reminded of a short little scripture that we read during SOAP during Thanksgiving, and I was reading in the Passion Translation. And I'm going to share it with you, and this is going to be my anchor verse for the rest of the message tonight um, that I'm super, super pumped about. But it's super simple. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 in the Passion just says, Let joy... Be your continual feast. And when I read that, I was like, oh, do you just read something in the Bible? And you're like, how did, I mean, I knew these things, but it just like hits you differently, right? That, I just remember sitting in my basement and I was like, wow, that's really, really good. (laughs) So I'd remember that. And it's so cool that God would keep that in my heart, that little nugget to have me preach on it, to have me teach and um, preach. So I'm, I'm really pumped. And um, yeah, so if you're taking notes, the title of my message tonight is The Joy Feast. The Joy Feast, all right? Um, would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for tonight. I give everything to you, all my words, all the things that I've planned, everything that I want to say, God, would you just speak through me, help me to be mouth to mouth with you, God. I just thank you that every single person is in this room, that they're here for a reason, um, and that, God, that the year 2020 for them is going to be the most joy-filled year, regardless of their circumstance, regardless of what they're going through, God. That it's going to be the most joy-filled year of their entire life. And all God's people said, amen. Okay, I'm going to take a quick drink of water. So like introduce yourself to your neighbor if you didn't do that already. Real quick. Are y'all best friends yet? You're good? Okay. So I have this little story here. A few years ago, I taught dance at a studio down in Burnsville. And every Thursday, I would spend four and a half hours there with a very wide range, um, a wide range age of girls. Does that make sense? Wow, I'm all over the place. Middle school, elementary school, all the way up to high school. And the first dance class that I taught was a group of fourth and fifth grade little rambunctious girls. But the first couple of weeks of me teaching they were very timid and quiet okay and I they just didn't know me yet and they were trying to be good and they would know if I told my studio director and they don't want to get in trouble um but uh, you know from maybe what you can tell of me I love talking and communicating and so in the classroom when I'm teaching I want them to speak back to me you know I'm like teaching them this little thing across the floor and I'm like do you understand and they're all just standing there like Like, you can talk to me. (laughs) So it took a couple weeks for them to really start opening up. But it was around the holidays. And there's one specific girl who's normally quieter. Um, She came in, and I would get there early to welcome them into class. And she came in and was just jazzed about something. And I don't know if you've ever talked to a kid when they are pumped about something like they can't even breathe when they talk to you. They're like, I, I did this and it's it, it just like is caught in them. And that's what was happening when I was asking her about her day. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Are you good? She's like, yeah, I, um, I went to school and I had a, I had a donut. And, and then when I got home, I, I had another donut and I've had four donuts today. That's what she was so pumped about. Eating four donuts that day. And I just stared at her. Like, that is the coolest thing that has ever happened, ever. If I can be that excited about eating four donuts, that would be amazing. But the whole rest of the night, I just kept thinking back to that little tiny moment with her, like it just brought me so much joy that that little pure and authentic heart was so excited to share that with me. You know, she's a little more timid, but she came in was just like, was probably partly sugar too, but she was wired to tell me about the four donuts that she ate. But thinking about the story and thinking about us as believers, shouldn't we be just as excited to tell people about the life chains of Jesus, Right? if this little girl can be that pumped to run in and tell me about four donuts, I have something even better than four donuts. The life change of walking with Jesus and saying yes to him as my Lord and Savior and the joy that comes with that, no matter what season of life. In Philippians 4, 4, this is also in the Passion Translation, it says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow for you are united with the anointed one. Be cheerful with joy celebration in every season of life. And you may be sitting here right now like in a really good spot in your life. And that's really easy for you to say, of course, I can can be joyful today. You know, I only had two donuts this morning, but um, that's a pretty good thing. But some of you may not be feeling that. But I want to encourage you and tell you that joy is for you regardless of what you're walking through. And that may be a hard thing to wrap around, but I'm going to try my best tonight to try to unpack a little bit of how we can practically actually walk in joy, regardless of the season that we're in in life. So let's go back to the verse in First Thessalonians that I talked about. Let joy be your continual feast. So through tough seasons, through hardship, mountaintops, valleys, whatever you're walking through, the Bible's instructing us to let joy be our continual feast, something that we're continuously eating and feasting off of. First off, we have to understand and know what joy is, though first and foremost, right? In Galatians 5, we can find that joy is listed as one of the fruits of the Spirit, among many other attributes. But today we're focusing on joy. So when you think about this, by aligning yourself with the Holy Spirit and walking in step with Him, joy should be produced out of you. Correct? Right? You're tracking? So, have you ever seen, you know, it's probably on shirts and like different wall murals and things, the saying, it's simple, choose joy. Choose joy. Really simple. And I believe that is true. We can choose joy. That's a really good thing to think about and process and to choose whatever season you're walking through. But I, I want to encourage us and challenge us to reword that a little bit differently. So when you're saying you're choosing joy, you're actually saying as a Christ follower that I'm choosing to be aligned to the Holy One and be in step with the Spirit, then joy follows that. so that make sense one more time? So when I'm saying I'm choosing joy today, regardless of what I'm walking through, I'm choosing to be aligned to the Holy One and to be in step with the Holy Spirit, then joy follows. We all read the same Bible, and it says that joy is a fruit. It is produced. We've got to live in step with the Spirit and in unity with the Spirit. So let's I want to take a step back. Let's think of this in another way, okay? When you go to the grocery store and you go to the produce section, what do you find there? Good, yeah, you find some fruit. So that fruit just didn't appear out of nowhere, right? It took time for it to grow, and it was connected to nourishment and resources to help it turn into something that you and I can eat and use in our lives. So joy is produced as we are linked to the nourishment of the Holy Spirit and the truth of the Holy Spirit. Joy will then overflow out of us. Out of us. Joy is a product of living by the Spirit and keeping in step with the Spirit. All right? Cool. I love that about joy. Now that we got that, Kind of the first chunk of that verse. Let joy be our continual feast. Let's move on to that continual feast portion. I want us to think about a feast for a second, okay? Close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. Think of the grandest feast ever. This long table, whatever your favorite foods. Um, Mine probably has some mac and cheese, a lot of bread, carbs, those kind of things. All right, you can open your eyes now, but as you have that image in your mind, it takes a lot to make something like that happen, right? You gotta go to the grocery store. You gotta cut a lot of stuff. You gotta clean a lot of stuff. You gotta mix it all together. You gotta cook it. You gotta bake it. All of these things that take a lot of time, correct? It takes a lot of time to create something like that. So to continually produce joy, in your life, you've got to put the time into God's presence. To continually produce joy in your life, you've got to put the time in God's presence. In Psalm sixteen eleven, 11, um, it says, In your presence, there is fullness of joy. I love that verse so much. I don't know about you, but I want to experience the fullest portion of joy that I can here on this earth because what we're going to experience in heaven is far greater than anything we're going to experience now. But our time, our minuscule little moment here on this earth, I want to get everything that I can to experience the fullest joy possible. And that's found and the Bible says in God's presence. Isn't that incredible? Man, so three practical things to help us to spend more time in God's presence to produce more joy in us, regardless of the circumstance that we're walking through. Um, The first one, pretty simple. Read the Bible every day. It's God's word. It will nourish us. It's truth. It's incredible. Whatever you're walking through, cling to that. That is your source. That is our life. That is our lifeline. Um, And I want to encourage us and remind us, Our church is doing something called a soap sprint all together. These are all on your chairs. We're going to be reading through the New Testament in January all together. And it's going to be incredible. And I know God's going to move through so many people. And you can actually go onto the YouVersion Bible app and search River Valley Church. And you'll be able to find it and follow along there. You can even start a group with your friends. But don't miss a day in God's word. Because have you ever missed a day in God's word and you feel it? You're like driving in the car and you miss a light and you're like, that's the worst thing that has ever happened in my day ever. And you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't spend time with God this morning. I've been there for sure. Um, number two, spend time with Jesus. He is the bread of life. That's one of his names, bread of life. Worship in your car, pray in your car, sing in the shower, maybe change some of those um types of music that you've been listening to, to worship music and fill yourself up with the goodness of God so that joy can be produced in you, whatever thing you're walking through and then it'll overflow and come out of you. Um, Pastor Ben talked about this, but we're gonna be doing 21 days of prayer and fasting starting January 6th. This is also on your seat. This is a prayer booklet that you can follow along. And I encourage every one of you, and I'll be vulnerable for a moment. A couple years ago when I first started coming here, Um, the thought of fasting really kind of freaked me out. I have um, a history of um, things that God has brought me out of, but some hard things with body image and disordered eating. So I wasn't fully at a spot to give that up in in a healthy mindset way. So don't feel any weirdness or shame if everyone around you is saying, oh, I'm giving up my lunch every, every week. But if you're not at a place like that, no worries whatsoever. There are so many other things that we spend time doing, um, that we can give to the Lord, right? Scrolling on social media. That's me. Um, video games. I don't know if anyone's a gamer in here. Anyone? (laughs) My brother plays a game called Rocket League that he's like obsessed with. Is a Rocket League fan here? Okay. Maybe not. Oh, back there. I see you. Nice. (laughs) great um but you can give up those kind of things and that is meant to be devoted time with the Lord then you're going to exchange that time and be praying and spending time with Jesus and realizing that he's your source of joy nothing else in this world not scrolling through Instagram not as much as good as they are donuts donuts are not going to be your source of joy but Jesus is number three Remind yourself of God's goodness and faithfulness in your life. In the Psalms, it says, says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. One of the ways that I do this, I'm going to share with you. Um, I keep a journal and um, I write down answered prayers and I write down, Things I've been processing are just ways that God has been working in my life. And I actively go back and read um, years back, years, 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 and remind myself of God's goodness and faithfulness. Because in the Bible, it says that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so if the same God that brought me through whatever I wrote down is the same God that's going to bring me through whatever I'm walking through today. And that, honestly, you guys, brings me so much rest, but also joy, knowing that I serve a God that can do the impossible and will continue to do it again and again and again and again. So I encourage you to do that. It's going to take a little bit of work and discipline, but life isn't easy and we can't just waltz through it, right? Because we got to be armored and ready for when we hit a tough season to then be able to go back and say, yep, God did it before and he's going to do it again. So I believe when you start doing these things, these practical little things, your mindset is going to start to shift. Things that might've seemed hard you're walking through aren't going to seem as difficult because you know who's your creator and you know that he's in charge of your life. If you've opened your hands and been obedient to him, your mindset is going to shift. I believe that. And I wanna encourage each one of you to build up your well of joy. Build up your well of joy by doing these things, doing these disciplines, doing these practices, day after day to build up your well of joy. Because again, some of you might be walking through really amazing seasons of your life and it's super simple to say, yeah, man, life is super great. But again, we all know and understand that life isn't always like that. And I wanna be in a spot Wherein I might be walking through something hard that I have spent time with Jesus and I've read my Bible and I've reminded myself day and day, day after day of the goodness of God so that my well of joy is deep and that I can bring it up and overflow with joy regardless of the things that I'm walking through. So the second aspect about a feast that we can't move past is that it's meant to be shared with other people. So imagine that feast that you had in your mind when I asked you to close your eyes and imagine sitting at the table by yourself. Be kind of sad. Maybe some introverts in here are like, that sounds like a dream to me. (laughs) But in the end, you're spending all this time preparing and creating this amazing experience for people that you want to share it with other people. And as I was thinking about this, it was just like, man, to continually produce joy in your life, you got to prioritize community in your life because community, we're not meant to walk alone, right? Man, like I keep saying, there's stuff. And I know that in here, people are walking through real things, real hard things, and we need people to carry us along and remind us where our source of joy is. If I'm walking with somebody and they're going through, things are going all right, and they're able to point me back to Jesus at when I'm going through a hard time, that's amazing. I start walking a little taller, right? That's really good. That's what community's is for. Um, another verse in 1 Thessalonians that I think um, maps this out really well is in um, chapter 5, verse 14. This is also in the Passion Translation. It says, We appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, to instruct those who are not in their place of battle. Be skilled at gently encouraging those who feel themselves inadequate. Be faithful to stand your ground. Help the weak to stand. Be quick to demonstrate patience with everyone. And I love that because it kind of of has different levels. Um, And one little verse in there um, that's really highlighted to me, and I have a story that's not super super, um, glamorous about me that I'm going to share. I'm going to be really vulnerable with you. Kind of shows and highlights this, but the part that says to instruct those who are not in their place of battle. Um, So a few months ago, we were not here at the Aria, we were at the Muse. And it was the week of launch. Things were going crazy in a good way. A lot of excitement, anticipation. There's just a, there's a lot going on to prepare a move from Muse to the Aria. And I was here on a Wednesday, all the staff was here and I had life group later that night and I had parked on the street and came in, was here for a couple of hours. And it was time to hang out with my friendly Sarah before life group and said a goodbye to everyone, walked right out those doors, walked down that hallway. And I had parked on the street out here and my car was not there. And I, my mind just started really racing. Like, no, I'm pretty, like, maybe I parked somewhere else. I think I parked somewhere else maybe and kind of started looking around like, Someone's going to say, like, you're punked, like, this is, this is hilarious, like, craziest week of your life, and your car's gone. But then I realized my car had been towed. Anyone in here has your car towed? Okay, dang, a lot of us. Okay. It's just that feeling all at once, right in here. This, like, it just started stirring. This, like, rage, fury, confusion, frustration, like, end of the world feeling. All in a moment, and I... The next, like, 30 minutes, I literally turned into somebody that I never want to be. And you're around those people, and you're like, I'm just, just going to go over here. Like, it was bad. I came back in here, and I was like, my car got towed at the craziest week ever. Are you kidding me? And I was, I was not a nice person. It was, I was really rude. And Hannah Robinson, y'all know Hannah Robinson here. Did she crush it this morning or What? She just came over to me and was like, Katie, what's going on? I'm like, my car got towed and I was just so mad. Who can be mean to Hannah? Apparently, Katie post tow car can. And she just was like, okay, we'll figure it out. She pulled out her phone and kind of, we're like trying to figure out where my car might have been. And you know, when you're like acting that way and it's just like, you can't stop though. You're like, I know this is wrong, but I just, ha- I'm this person now. This is me. This is me. <laughs> so I just kept going and it was horrible we were in that back corner i can remember it clear as day and so you know we finally figured out Lisa came to get me instead of me meeting her and i walk into Lee sarah's car and she had gummy bears for me and i was like are you the nicest person ever and i'm still kind of annoyed you know just like what the heck <laughs> but this whole time i've been texting my boyfriend brett about everything that's going on <laughs> yeah give it up for brett come on <laughs> No, I've been texting him about this whole thing, and he's like, "I'm sorry, that's horrible. Like, it's gonna be okay." Da 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 And I updated him that we were on the way to the tow place. Like, Lisaara picked me up. Good. Um, he's like, "Great. Like, have a good time with Lisaara." And I get this text from him that says, "Maybe there's someone at the tow spot you're supposed to run into." I'm still, like, speechless about that moment because I was, like, the perfect mixture of, like, mad and, like, amazed at the same time that someone could, like, call me out and call me up out of, like, the horrendous self-centeredness that I was thinking. And then that he was courageous enough to, like, be like, no, there's actually more in you and you need to be the joyful person that God has created you to be. Actually in, like, probably the most not joyful place ever on in America at the toe place, you know? So immediately as he texts me that, like I I honestly kind of felt a little bit lighter. It was like, okay, you're right. (laughs) I need to take a step back. This is actually a really cool opportunity for me. And so it, it took a couple minutes for me to like kind of rewire all the things that have been happening in my brain and like kind of like relax my face a little bit. Um, But Lisa and I walked in and we talked to a girl who's from the U of M and it was super fun. And so, I, you know, you're kind of like on a mission. You're like on the lookout. And um, it was really simple and nothing super crazy magical happened that day. But I walked up to the counter and the first thing that the guy on the other side says to me, he's like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to make me smile. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kinda worked. (laughs) It's nothing out of me, obviously, but the mindset shift in the community to call me up and out of that allowed joy to overflow out of that horrible situation. So all that to say, I got a couple quick things for you. Three practical things to help prioritize community in our life and growing and producing continual joy. The First one is evaluate your community. Are they pointing you to the source of joy? If you don't have a community that has the courage to call you up and out of a situation like I was just walking through, find something else that works. Find something else that works. Find people that are gonna be bold enough to say, um, you're kind of acting really not like you. And even though you're walking through something really hard, I wanna remind you that we serve a God who's good and that's faithful. And that will point you back to the truth. An amazing way, You can do this practically in your life. We have life groups launching in a couple weeks for our winter season. And you need to be a part of one. If you've been a part of River Valley on Sundays and you've not joined a life group, this is your moment, this is your time to join a life group. We say welcome home all the time here. This is home. Right? This is home for us. There's literal homes where people open them up and cook and share the hardships, the ups and the downs. And they're going to remind us of our source of joy. When, number two, when you're walking through something hard, confide in those who you can trust and who can point you back to the source of joy. One thing that I am still learning and going in is that I cannot do it all myself. <laughs> I can't figure out all my own problems. (laughs) I'm not in control. And so when I'm walking through something hard, it takes a little bit in me to share. And um, that's why living with my roommates, Rachel and Caitlin, is the best thing that's ever happened to me and Lulu at a time because they know you, they know me, and they can tell when something's off. And so um, they're a safe place to confide in. So if you have people like that, find people to confide in number three i love this one this is my favorite invite people who aren't at the table to join your feasting table once you've found community and once you've experienced that transformative first of all life change with jesus and then community accelerates that life change right it's not meant for just this it's not meant for this This room, we're meant to expand and fully grow. I imagine just this, the feasting table of God, nation, tribes, different foods, amazing things from all of the um, wonderful things that God has created. So invite people to join that table. So be bold and share the love of Jesus. Like you just ate four donuts, right? So good, I love it, invite people. So to wrap it up, to wrap things up, let joy be your continual feast. And remember that joy is a product of living in step with the Holy Spirit. Yes, we can choose it, but choose to be aligned with the Holy Spirit and then joy will flow out of you. Spend time in God's presence. Read your Bible, walk with Jesus. Remember the good things that he's done in your life. Reflect on that. Prioritize community in your life. Evaluate who's around you. Are they calling you up and out and pointing you to the source of joy? Confide in those you trust to point you back to the source of joy and invite people who aren't at the table yet. Yes. Man, this has been so much fun. (laughs) Um, Every week, we have an opportunity for people to say yes to Jesus. And this is a moment where... There's not need to be any nervousness. And this whole time I've been talking about joy and the source of joy. And I want you to know that that person is Jesus Christ. He came down on this earth and lived a perfect life and died on the cross for you and me, took on all of our sin and shame, took it all so that we can have salvation and mercy every single day. Um, in this moment, i love, if everyone could just bow their heads and close their eyes. I just wanna take this moment to invite anyone in this room to the table who has not experienced that life change with Jesus. You wanna experience supernatural joy, regardless of whatever season you're walking through. I don't know what your life has looked like, I don't know what what you're feeling right now, but know that you are loved unconditionally. You are loved unconditionally and God knows you by name and he sees you, he created you. So if that's you in this place tonight, after I say three, you can just slip a hand up in the air. We all have our eyes closed just for a private moment between you and the Lord. One, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Two, when you make this decision, you are a brand new creation. The Bible says that the old is gone, the new has come, and you have a spot at the table beside Jesus. If that's you in this place, you can raise your hand. Three, thank you. Yes, 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 yes see those hands. Thank you Jesus. Yes, in the back I see you. Amen. Amen. That's so good. All right, let's all pray this together. We don't want anyone praying alone. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive this gift. The free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord and you're my savior. And today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for receiving me at the table. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can everyone stand to your feet? Woo! Multiple people said yes to Jesus tonight. And that's why we're doing this, right? The source of joy, Jesus Christ changing lives. So if that's you tonight, we have a gift for you. Um, I'm not sure how many of these we have left, but these are now what booklets? We might have a couple at the Next Step Center, but I know, I know that we have Bibles at the Next Step Center that are for you. And we love to resource you with those. Um, guys, thank you so much for... Um, coming to the 5 o'clock and being a part of our family, being a part of River Valley, um, there should be prayer teams coming up. If you have anything going on in your life, big or small, or something to pray about in in celebration, please go to the prayer teams and share with us. But y'all have the best three days left of 2019. 2020 is going to be the best year of your life. I'm proclaiming it in Jesus' name. Have an incredible rest of the week. See y'all.